I'm Zach. And I'm Erica. And this is Topics, Topics with, with the, the Taylors, Taylors, a podcast where we explore topics that are relevant to life. Hey, welcome to episode number three. I'm Zach. And I'm Erica. And we have a special guest with us today. It's my best friend. Give it up for Nicole Welch. Hey, guys. What's up? Hey, Nicole. How you doing? I am doing so good. I um, just went to the gym, so I feel really pumped. Oh, yeah? Like a like body pump? Like you just pumped a little up bit. muscle? Yeah, isn't that a... Yeah, I did a more cardio today, but, you know, still building that muscle, that core, you know? Yeah, you did more cardio. Can you tell me, did you run? Run some sprints? I did not run sprints, but I did a lot of, like, jumping jacks, burpees, all kinds of fun things. Any yeah. vertical running? Vertical running? <laughs> no, unfortunately, no vertical running. It's off of... Um, pitch Perfect. Pitch, yeah, Pitch Perfect. Okay. I got you, girl. <laughs> I got I, 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 like, someone knows me. Yes, I do. Uh, So, Nicole, why don't you tell us a little bit, like, a little bit about yourself? Like, we know your name's Nicole. Like, just just give us a little bit quick, as we call it, or we haven't called it yet because you're a first guest, but uh, uh, an elevator speech. 30 seconds, just the highlights of your life, and go. All right. So, yes, my name's Nicole, but um, as you guys call me, I'm also known as Nick. Um, I am 23 years old, and I am originally from the panhandle of Oklahoma in a little town called Beaver, and right now, I am serving as a missionary overseas. You're serving as a missionary overseas? Yeah. Well, that's really cool. Where are you, uh, can, are you allowed to tell us where you go, or is it like top secret? Yeah, no, 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 no. Um, I am serving in a place called Portugal. Ooh, a place called yes. I think most people who took geometry would know geometry or geography <laughs> know where Portugal's at hey you'd be surprised a lot of times people get Portugal confused with Peru I've been asked oh so you're going to the rainforest it's like <laughs> not exactly um and I've also heard um Portugal oh like that's in Spain right it's like Nope, it's its own country, unfortunately, but yep. <laughs> yeah, well, good. Um, so what are you, so when did you transition over to living in Portugal? So I moved here in October. And so, gosh, I think in less than a week, it will be four months since I've gotten here. Um, but I've been in this job since August, um, because I went to training before I came over here. Nice. We'll probably dive into a little, I know you can't share everything about the training, but we'll probably dive into a little bit of the training, but what was it like for you to like adjust to a a culture, weather, languages, traditions that you have never been a part of? Oh yeah. So as many people in Oklahoma know, it is very dry in Oklahoma um, have had lots of droughts in the past and Portugal is completely opposite, at least where I'm from. I am in Northern Portugal and it rains all the time. Like it rains so much here. 
um, in December, we had two weeks of nothing but rain. And so when the sun finally came out, I felt like I was going to go blind. I was just, my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> I bet that was fun. Um, having that one day of sunshine. Did everybody like come out and like be outside that one day? Oh yeah. So during rainy season, when it's sunny, it doesn't matter. Like people will go out to the beach. People will be walking in the park. And a lot of people really like to open up their windows and just enjoy the sun. Um, and so we're getting towards the end of the rainy season, which is super cool. Um, and so we're all very, very excited for next week. Cause next week we have a lot of sun, sun excuse me, sunshine. Um, it's going to be really cool. Ah, and nice. Um, yeah. So other than like the weather, were there any like traditions or cultural things that happened there that you weren't used to living and being from Oklahoma? Um, so, well, for sure, something I, I think Oklahoma is known as being very welcoming and very kind. And so that's something that's actually really similar here in Portugal. Um, I just that's just one thing I love about this place is people are so welcoming and kind um, at least here in the North, and they're so helpful. Um, and so I feel like that kind of brought that home spirit um, for me and made it a lot easier to adjust here. But different things, of course, there's a different language. There's a little bit of that barrier. Yeah. Um, and um, there is a lot of traditions here. And one thing is they eat a lot of fish. I feel like we don't do that as much in Oklahoma. <laughs> We're kind of landlocked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the food's a little bit different. But really the heart, I feel, I feel like the heart of the people is really similar to that of Oklahoma, which is probably why, um, you know, it's starting to feel a little bit more like home. Oh, that's so cool. Um, So talk to me a little bit, Nicole, about like, why did you decide to move overseas? And you can give us a little context. We, we know your story. And so not everybody listening knows like, what what was that like? Where did you go straight over there? Did you have a job over there? Like, what did it look like from the time you're thinking about maybe going over there to when you actually left? Yeah. Um. So I, as I already said, I grew up in a really small town in the Panhandle of Oklahoma, um, called Beaver. Go Dusters. And one thing about being there is that, you know, there's a lot of traditional things um, and moving overseas is not one of those things that people think of when they go to college. And mm -hmm. so for me, I kind of, I don't know, I, I didn't think that way. And from a young age, I kind of felt the Lord putting on my heart, just that sense of wanting to go overseas. Um, yeah. But, you know, in high school and things, I was never able to do that. And so I actually went and started working at a summer camp called False Creek. It's a really huge camp in Oklahoma. And that's where I really started learning more about missions and learning more about how people serve the Lord differently and how for each person that could look differently. And um, really, I just started praying um, and really coming over here and for two years, um, I, some people may know this, but Eric, uh, Erica's brother did something similar and yeah. he was actually a really huge inspiration along with other people who I know, um, who did something like this. And so I just honestly asked them, um, about their experiences and the more I asked and the more I found out more information, the more I really felt like I was led to go. 
And so I spent a period of about, oh gosh, three years going between, okay, do I want to be a teacher or something like this? Or do I want to actually do this crazy thing? Um, and so it was a battle for about three years, but the most important thing I could have done and the most important thing that I did was I just prayed about it. And I asked the Lord to either bust open the door or slam it shut in my face. And so I asked him to show up in just a huge way. Oh, that is so cool. Um, Nicole, what did you study um, at university or at college? So I went to the University of Central Oklahoma, Roll Chose. Roll um, Chose. <laughs> Put your hands up. Yes, that's right. And I absolutely loved it there. I was super involved in BCM, um, but I graduated, um, I majored in English with a minor in global studies. And I got, excuse me, I graduated last May. Okay. Do you feel like that degree really helped you with what you're doing now? I think it did because especially the global studies and I took certain English classes that were like world literature classes. So really what my goal was when I really felt the Lord doing this is that I kind of built my own degree that focused on studying other cultures, studying um, other countries, whether that's through politics or through literature. Um, and for English, one of my main focuses um, was actually research. And so um, I really loved being able to do that so that I could just learn as much about other people and um, be able to come over here um, and use skills such as teaching English or being able to research or being able to um, create flyers or publications or anything like that to help the ministry here. Well, cool. So I got to question for you nicole go ahead zach nicky 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 <laughs> most people well no one knows maybe outside of like erica and our close friends that i love giving nicole a hard time <laughs> it's like one of my top five favorite things to do on my mm-hmm. list so anytime anywhere i have to give nicole a hard time including the podcast <laughs> yes so- it's, it's always well received by the way so he's like a brother it's awesome yes Yes, even if it wasn't, I'd still do it. <laughs> so, um, so you talked a lot about moving and like your degree and kind of your story. Um, what do you think has been like? What if you would say, "Hey, this is the one big principle or one big like thing that I should like share." Like we talked about goals and disappointment, but like mm-hmm. one thing I've really learned through this process. Like, what, what would that be? Um, so that's really cool that you bring up, like, kind of expectations and disappointment, which I think was your last episode. Um, and really coming here, um, you're going to have expectations. Um, and so I kind of had those, especially through training. I was expecting certain things to go a certain way. And they 100% did not go any way that I thought. <laughs> Was finding a boyfriend one of those expectations? Um, no, that was never an expectation. She wanted to find a husband. That <laughs> was right? never Not an expectation. Oh, by the way, our sweet friend Nick is totally available for any godly single man out there. Uh, there's the plug. Okay, thanks, guys. Um, <laughs> Hit me up yep. if you want. Yeah, you got to go through you Zach. You got to go through Nick. Zach first. Um, so that one thing really was that I had to be so dependent on God. Um, 
because when we have these expectations, like, gosh, how's the best way to say this? Um, well, you have these expectations and it's different from what you experienced. And that's completely what I felt. And so, for instance, you can know all these things about coming overseas, but when you actually experience it and come here, I realized it was so much harder than I ever thought it would be. Um, it's kind of similar to, I can know how to ride a bike forever. I can tell you how to ride a bike. I can know, but actually riding a bike myself is a completely different story. You have to have balance and all these other things. And, you know, sometimes you fall flat on your face. Um, but for me coming over here, you know, I knew I would miss my family, but I ended up missing them so much more. Um, but also I thought that, you know, I thought I would come over here and that I would start sharing the gospel and that I would right off the bat. But one thing I did not put in expectations was how much I had to learn before I could actually start doing ministry. And that's kind of the stage I'm in right now. Is the learning stage. Yeah, definitely the, a huge learning stage. I kind of came here thinking like I would just like jump right in and then it's like, oh, wait, language. Do you think that's like in a, an American perspective of the world is like, hey, we're going to jump in and save go save the other people like do you think that's kind of an american complex i think so um but i think we also just as people um when we really care about something and are really passionate about it we really want to do it now but not really think about the growing and the learning you have to do in order to do your task well so yes i feel like that could be an american thing but i think it's just a person thing that sometimes we have a really difficult time waiting and that's really when God does the best work in his creation is when we're waiting and dependent on him. And so, yeah. Right. Well, cool. That's a, I was just, I was just kind of curious about that and you weren't prepped for that question. So I thought I'd throw it out there. Yeah. Well, there you go. So, also, um, you should have just seen what happened. So in our house, we have our backyard. We're recording in our living room. And we had the door shut just a little bit because our dog is outside and it like, helps him not bark. Well, Erica shut it a little too far where he couldn't come in. <laughs> and the dog just about took himself out. Trying to get in. He like ran and literally just stuck his head in and like luckily had enough grip on the concrete to stop before we had to take him to the ER. Oh, no. <laughs> you missed that portion. That, that was pretty funny. Yeah. Well, this is over audio so yeah i would right. never have caught that <laughs> oh yeah. oh yeah there's a lot of things that happen like me and eric will shoot each other looks and like that's the fun part of podcasting yeah <laughs> you're like what are you saying yeah the things that no one else sees yeah <laughs> plus like you can wear whatever you want like you know i just got back from the gym so i'm like in workout clothes but i can still <laughs> talk to you guys exactly <laughs> okay so nicole if there's somebody out there like thinking, hey, this might be something I want to do, I don't know, or this isn't even on their radar, but maybe they listen to this and something stirs in them that they're like, hey, maybe this is something that I could do um, because I don't necessarily have a plan or anything like that. What would you what would you say to them? OK, um, so first of all, you got to pray your little heart out to do anything like this and really to do anything you really 
got to seek the Lord out in any decision. So if I'm coming from my personal background, it had a lot of prayer. And it also had me seeking people who have also done the same thing and asking them questions. Because you can read about something and be kind of like, oh, that's cool. But, you know, when you get to talk to someone who's actually experienced something like this, you get a whole new perspective of things from someone who's actually done it, who has come back, who has time, to, who had time to reflect on it. Um, and so, um, yeah, you definitely want to do that. But second, and, you know, under prayer, you just got to jump in with both feet. You know, when it comes to this and coming to moving overseas or something similar, you have to kind of be all or nothing in a sense and just go for it. Um, and also along with that, you can't look back and play the, I like to call it the what if game. So, yeah. You know, I was like, oh, well, what if, what if I stayed or, oh, you know, what, what if I just go home or, you know, all this, what is, oh, what if I had a different job? What if, what if I did a different major and you can't live in that. That's just you playing kind of games with yourself in your head. So you just got to be a hundred percent present in the moment to fully experience it. So yeah, that's what, yeah. that's what I would say. And also spend as much time with friends and family because no matter how hard you prepare, you're still going to just really miss that that physical aspect of being with people and being able to hug them and things like that. On a scale of one to ten, how much do you miss me? Um, probably a high three. <laughs> how much do you miss me? Um, probably a high twenty. High twenty. It's okay. Who's Nick? Nick. That's Nick. Oh, Nick. Sorry, I thought you were just a random Portuguese person. <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry, I forgot about you. I... No, that's great. <laughs> okay, so as we kind of wrap this up, I want to ask you two questions. So the first one's pretty serious, and the second one's kind of funny. Okay. So the first one, what's a book or some books that you're reading right now? Okay, so I'm reading two right now, actually. The first one is called Send the Light. And it's actually a collection of Lottie Moon, um, Lottie Moon's letters. So if you guys don't know what Lottie Moon is. Lottie Moon, she was a missionary to China and she was single her whole life and she did huge things for the Lord. And she's one of the most popular known missionaries who just started such a huge work in China that still continue today. And so it's just some of her letters and just talking about some of the things she went through. Cool perspective now that I'm overseas. Um, That's single. Yeah. (laughs) And so the second book, oh my gosh, guys, I am so loving this book. I mean, like put a plug in for this. Um, It's called Gospel Fluency. And it's by, I'm going to mess up his name, but Jeff Bendersteet. Um, Yeah, it's, of course, it's a difficult name. But um, it's so good because it talks about how um, we should be fluent in the gospel and fluent in sharing the gospel and knowing the gospel. And it relates that to how you're learning a language. So I'm currently learning Portuguese. And so for me, it has a whole new aspect of, okay, I'm working so hard 
to learn Portuguese? Am I equally working as hard to become even more fluent in the gospel as well and how I share that with others? So it's been, yeah, it's been such a cool just book for me, especially living that out. Yeah, that sounds like it's really like a cool book and a good timing for that book even. Oh, yeah. I recommend even if you're not learning a language, it's just so good like to just have that. It's really good. Yeah. Okay. So my last question um, is going to be what is your favorite drink over in Portugal where it's cold and rainy, maybe something warm, maybe something I don't know, spicy. What What's your favorite drink that you're drinking? Oh, my goodness. I, so you're, it's going to sound a lot fun, fancier than it is, but it's called a Maya Delight. And oh. I know it's literally half coffee, half milk. <laughs> oh, nice. Yes. I know it sounds weird, but Portuguese coffee is a lot stronger. And so you don't have like, for instance, in the U.S., we have a coffee maker and you drink a whole cup of coffee. For them, yeah. their coffee is more like an, an espresso shot. And okay, so when yeah. you say half coffee, half milk, it's really strong coffee with milk. And so it's, I don't know, I just really like it and enjoy it. And um, it's just very traditional here. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Well, I think that probably wraps it up. Thank you so much, Nick, for taking time out of your day to come and chat with us. Of course. Anytime, guys. I, y'all, I just got to say, these are two of my favorite people. So make sure you check in every week. God's doing some great things through them. So there's my plug for you guys. You're so sweet. Thank you. Our All dog's right. been stupid this whole podcast. <laughs> I thought he had a bird. I had to chase him. He's now trying to get into our fire pit. <laughs> oh, okay, gosh. so we are going to sign off with here for today. So. All right. See you later, Nick. From right, Portugal. Bye. Ciao. Bye, guys. Bye.